Welcome back to the Let's FaceTime podcast. My name is Jocelyn. My name is Kylie. And this is the podcast where we're just two friends catching up on FaceTime, talking about our lives, the TV shows, and all of that that we consumed over the past week. And this week, we're doing a Valentine's Day special because you will be listening to this on February 15th. Honestly, February 15th is my favorite day if we're gonna think about Valentine's Day in the month of February because all the candy's on sale so. That is true it is great to get cheap candy whenever possible. I also would like to inform the audience that I am changing up the way I'm recording my audio this week so let's pray for a better audio quality because I really don't understand how it was so much better in episode one than two and three when my audio recording processes were the same. But we shall see what happens this week. What a disclaimer. Anyhow, it has been a while since we've recorded these. I feel like last two episodes we did like back to back was like Saturday, Wednesday. And now it's been, I don't know, like a week and a half more than that than we've talked so it's been it's more of my fault I've been sick so that's why I sound and if hopefully I don't get in a coughing fit I like won't have a coughing fit until are you still sick like still like I'm feeling a lot better um but I still sort of have like a nasal weird voice going on and then I'll get in these like coughing fits and they always happen very poorly timed it's like when I'm in class and I'm like I'm, I can I feel it coming and I'm like oh please please and then I try to hold it back and then I start like tearing like I can't see and then eventually I just have to cough and the same happened at our like lab meeting I'm like come on why and like I've gone the whole day with not doing anything and then right now when I can't cough I have to cough so it's been fun that's really tragic Today, my office, for some reason, decided it was not going to heat the building as if it was 25 degrees today, although it was 25 degrees today in Boston, and so it was freezing. And I was wearing just a regular long sleeve like shirt that I normally do, like a little Uniqlo t- long sleeve. And then I also had to wear, luckily, I scooter to work that day, so I wore uh, my MIT fleece. I was planning on only wearing it under my jacket. I don't normally wear my MIT jacket as a real jacket, but like I needed a sweatshirt to wear into the office. And then once I got to the office, it was so cold, I couldn't take it off all day. And so it's like now I'm really repping my MIT apparel. And then I went home at like 3 p.m. because I was like, I'm physically shivering and I need to be somewhere where I can be warm if I'm going to use my brain anymore today. That's crazy. Has it been? I know it was cold there this weekend. Did it go warm or has it stayed relatively cold? The weather is erratic. So I wasn't here this weekend, but apparently it was a wind chill of like negative 50. Someone I work with pipe burst. There were warnings all over Boston of state of emergencies and things. But then Monday, it was like 50 degrees. The weather is beautiful. And then today, Tuesday, was 25 degrees. So the weather doesn't know what it's doing. It's terrible. I hate it. I just need to know what to wear. Oh my, that's insane that it's changing that much. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Actually, the weather here was really weird today. It was like really rainy and stormy, which is unusual. And then it got windy and then it like cleared up to this like clear day. And that never happens. I feel like it just rains all day and then that's all you get. But it cleared 
and that was unusual, but we don't... It's you're been really a- becoming a Seattle native now. You, like, see sun, and you're like, wow, the weather's unusual. I. It is! It's crazy! You're not, like... You don't see that much sun. It's kind of sad. I'm, like, reaching the point that I'm done with this weather. I want to move on. Like, if it's not snow, what, like, what are we here for? Like, come on. Let's move this along. That's fair. How was your weekend otherwise? How was my weekend? Oh, it was good. Besides my, like, trying to, like, recover from said illness, it was good. I went to the ballet. I'm feeling so cultured. Ooh. It was not my idea, to be fair. It was my two friends are like, oh, we want to go to a ballet. And I had no idea, like, what's the, like, where's the ballet? Who's performing? Was it the Nutcracker? No, unfortunately not. It was called Giselle. And it was performed by the Pacific Northwest Ballet, which is a professional group that performs. And it was so cool. We we had, like, cheap tickets. We got rush tickets, they're called, which apparently just is, like, day of tickets. I know nothing about shows in theater, so I was just, like, in for the ride. But they we got a little, like, I dressed up sort of nice. I didn't wear sweatpants on the weekend, you know, or, like, black pants and a cute cute shirt. Wow, big move. Yeah, it was the whole plot line, if you don't know Giselle, which, I don't know, I had never heard of it until it was just girl who falls in love with this prince in hiding he's like not he's a prince but he's trying to show people that he's not and the girl is a commoner so she once she finds out that he's a prince like he she can't date him or see him anymore and so she sort of dies of a broken heart and that's how you end act one and then well the true montague and capulet story no i it really felt it was it felt like Juliet, like romeo and juliet but anyhow Scene two comes, and now it's all, like, witchy, because she, it's all the, they're called willies, they're widows of feet girls who never got married, and so... Wait, 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 so they're not widows, they're girls who never got married. Yeah, uh, yes, they're not widows. Did I say widows? <laughs> you did. Oh. You said they're widows of the girls who never got married. <laughs> no, but they're called willies. Which reminds me of widows. I think that's, like, the connection there. But then they have, like, there are all these, like, white dresses, and they're dancing, and there's, like, a queen of all the willies. And apparently, if the men are frolicking by the cemetery and all these willies come out, they'll, like, dance them to death or something. I don't know. So the prince is dancing with all the willies and, like, kind of wants to die to be with his girl, um, who's now dead. But then Giselle, the girl lets him free and so he doesn't actually die. I guess that was my interpretation. Again, in the ballet, there's no words, only orchestra music, and then mime slash dancing. And we were in the back row. It was hard to see what was happening. So this is my interpretation after also reading the booklet. <laughs> so. Oh, the booklet. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I read the Wikipedia page after the ballet. No, they had a little description, and then I would read the description, or I tried not to read the description before because I wanted to, like, see it as it came, and then I read some of the description afterwards and sometimes missed, like, complete story arcs. I was like, so the guy died, (laughs) and he apparently didn't die, you know, like, whoa, did not get that memo. So, but it was, it was fun. It was a good time. Maybe I'll add the ballet of my list of things I want to do to be cultured, because recently I've decided I want to go to an opera. Ooh. But maybe I should add ballet as well. 
yeah you should it was really and they're so impressive i know it looks easy they're just like standing on their toes going like whoop, 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 it whoop. does not look easy kylie have you ever tried to stand on your toes um yes i guess no i said it looks like they make it look effortless but i know it's hard like i've done yoga i can't put my leg past like 30 degrees from the ground let alone like up here like no yeah, very impressive. I'm not a dancer. My two years of jazz dancing did not amount to anything impressive, unfortunately. I did ballet when I was really young for, like, a season. No, I was way too old to be in dance. It's actually pretty embarrassing. Oh, this was a late... You were a late bloomer. Yeah, it was, like, fourth and fifth grade dance. But I was dancing with the girls who were a year younger than me because I started a year late. Wow. I... Yeah, it's really tragic. And I was not good. I'm not a good dancer. I love dancing. And when I mean I love to dance, it's like I love dancing to, like, hip-hop music. and Yeah. There you go, Jocelyn. Oof, 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 oof. <laughs> did you watch um, the Grammys? I did watch the Grammys. Not all of it, but probably, like, 75% of it. Oh, wow. Impressive. Why? Did you watch the Grammys? No, but I read all the tweets about it when I woke up the next day. It just made me think of it. Dancing? Because <laughs> you said you like dancing. I don't know why. I do like dancing. I feel like the Grammys are only fun to watch to see the performances, realistically. And I feel like the audio was terrible in the like arena or, or whatever, theater. Because when they were performing, it was really echoey and it, it, it just sounded really bad. And I'm sure when you're there in person, it sounded good, I guess. I would hope so. But... I don't know. I'm watching this and like all these performances aren't good sound wise. That's so annoying. And this is why I'm here. So it was, yeah. Yeah. Alas. Were you disappointed that Beyonce didn't win album of the year? Don't kill me for saying this at Kylie and everyone listening, but I am not the world's biggest Beyonce fan. (laughs) We're just going to lose so many followers for that. Thank you. I don't like her music that much, but I will say I think Renaissance was her best album. I did not hate it when I listened, which I think is like said it was a really good album because I don't like Beyonce's music that much and I enjoyed Renaissance. And to be honest, like I'm not a huge Harry Styles fan either. Like really just none of that music is for me altogether. So like if I were gonna pick Beyonce or Harry Styles I would pick Beyonce. <laughs> wow. That's funny. I, honestly, I am also not a huge Beyonce fan. Like, I don't dislike Beyonce. I just like more of her, like, mainstream hits. I Single ladies. I can dance. I can do those single ladies dance. We I love like a good single lady. Right directions. <laughs> you just, like, flip your hand around and you're like, I'm doing a dance yes. move. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the box to the left. Is that the same song or is that a different song? It's definitely a different song. Because box to the left is like slow, like to the box. To Everything the you want is in the box. box to the left. I didn't really get that song until probably a few months ago. What is there to get? Because isn't it a breakup song? I think so. Yeah, that's why. Right? Because like all your stuff's in the box on the left. So like all of your, like you're breaking up, your stuff's in this box. In my head, like, as a youth, I just thought of it abstractly as, like, all these boxes. And it was, like, almost like Mario, like, 
world type energy of like all oh, these little boxes you gotta go into and like it's a <laughs> like you have to like butt bounce on the box to get the coins to like win the level <laughs> yeah this is sort of yeah this is kind of what i put in my head and it wasn't until i recently heard the song and actually thought of the words that i realized it was a breakup song and i was like whoa so this isn't like mario <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Yeah, so that's a tough look, but now I know! Well, speaking of things that are supposed to be about love, but potentially got lost in translation, shall we talk about Valentine's Day? (laughs) That was flawless. Honestly, I was confused when we were going (laughs) with this, but now I get it, and I'm fully on board. Let's talk about Valentine's Day. February 14th. Let's just start basics. Jocelyn, are you a fan of Valentine's Day? Yes. I adore Valentine's Day. I think it's so cute. Ever since I was a little kid, my whole family would be really into Valentine's Day and celebrating love for each other in like familial love ways. So it was all, it's always just been a holiday to celebrate all types of love for me, like friends, family, romantic, everything. And I think it's really cute that sometimes people say things that they don't normally say for the rest of the year and also let's be honest i deeply love chocolate so (laughs) always a win as well okay i personally am not a fan i think it's like so blown out of proportion there's so much pressure for a lot of people and the only redeeming value is the candy and chocolate association for me at least. Like, as a kid, I felt like it was, like, a second Halloween. We got Halloween, and then we had, like, Valentine's Day, which was basically Halloween. <laughs> Wait, no, Valentine's Day as a child was, like, the high-pressure, what am I gonna put on this card to my parents? Because one year, I made them cry because of how good I wrote the card, and so now there's all this pressure to live wow. up to that for all future endeavors. <laughs> you just hit the standard way too high i don't think i wrote a card for my parents once for valentine's day do you write cards for your parents and your rest your siblings for other holidays for their birthdays absolutely i made a handmade card for my mom for her birthday um for christmas no i guess birthdays are really the only holidays we send cards. our mother's day mother's and father's day we make cards or send cards we're big card people this year was the first year i think we didn't do cards for christmas you like write cards to each other for we Christmas? used to yeah we used to make handmade cards for Christmas but this year we all just didn't wow. and no one said anything about it so it would get to the unanimous agreement that it became a little silly once we are adults who aren't drawing cards in big letters because I guess as a kid your parents bought the gift that you gave quote-unquote to your mm-hmm. siblings and your parents so the card was really the only thing that was from you oh we just didn't do that I guess I sort of did it when I was really young in school. We would do like make an ornament or make some, it was usually do some sort of craft that's winter themed or holiday themed. And I would give that to my parents. That's probably the closest thing to a card. But for Valentine's Day, absolutely not. The only thing that we would do is we'd get the things from the store and you'd have to put all the kids in your class's names and attach your candy of choice. And then you had your little mailbox. Oh my god, I love making the mailboxes. <laughs> Honestly, Valentine's Day as an elementary school 
was kind of amazing because it was very crafty. Wait, did you ever have younger than if you had quote unquote boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever? But before that was a thing, did you ever have a little kindergarten Valentine or anything? A kindergarten Valentine? Like a crush? No, you know how sometimes little kids will like do things special for their crush or something on Valentine's Day? Yes. Did I do that? No. No, me neither. I think I just again. I I don't think I was in Valentine's Day for the love. I don't. I still don't think I'm in it for the love. I'm in it for the food, and the candy. And I love how this is a good contrast because Jocelyn likes Valentine's Day. I think it's dumb. One time when I was in fifth grade, I asked a boy out on Valentine's Day, and he said yes. And then in the afternoon after recess, he told me that he didn't want to say yes. He just panicked, and so with a short lived <laughs> short lived romance. <laughs> That's hilarious. It only lasted on, you know, the most romantic day of the year. So no, just recess. <laughs> wow, that's a tough a tough blow for young Jocelyn. <laughs> that's a quick turnaround. I think I'm at the point that even I was in if, if if I was in a relationship, I wouldn't want to do anything on Valentine's Day. Like I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, do not get me anything. Do not like. We are not going out to dinner. Nothing. Kylie! No, okay. So, so I am in a relationship. And, but we're long distance. And, but I see her on Saturday the 11th. Before Valentine's Day. But I am fully planning on going to the store. And getting little Valentine's Day things. And being like, will you be my Valentine? (laughs) And asking. And making it really cute. And romantic. And I'm very excited about it. Well, I'm happy for you. That's cute. I'm glad that you're doing that. Um, what will I be doing? I bought myself Trader Joe's truffles um, this past weekend in advance <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Because I'm going to be gone this coming weekend. And I wasn't sure if I was going to get to go to the store. So now I have my chocolate ready to go. So come the 14th. I'll be able to eat and enjoy chocolate. That's all I will sell. That's how I celebrate Valentine's Actually, hmm. I think the only way I would celebrate Valentine's Day with a significant other is enjoying chocolate and sweets together because that I enjoy. Yeah, I think in the past, all we've done is just write each other cute cards and then maybe get like a box of chocolates or something. Like we don't do anything big or get presents or anything for it that type of thing because I feel like that's overboard and also I'm anti-flowers that's actually the one thing that I can draw a line on and be like this is ridiculous this is commercialism the fact that we have marketed picking flowers out of the ground killing them putting them in water murdering them and handing them to the person you say you love so that they can watch a living thing die that is appalling. I find that absolutely, like, sadistic. And somehow it's just accepted a normal part of culture. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> it's, like, sadistic. It does seem slightly sadistic. Okay, this is how I feel on flowers. I was really anti-flowers. I feel like I had this mindset of, like, I want something. Like, if you're going to buy me a gift, I'm not a big gift giver in general. But... Or gift receiver. I actually love giving gifts. I realize that. I don't like receiving gifts. Anyhow, 
flowers seem like a waste of money as a gift. So I would rather get like edible arrangements. I gotta eat it. <laughs> or even like a live flower, like something you know how you can get potted plants? I think that is Yeah, I love a good potted yeah, plant. Yeah, because then that can survive. They're alive. They live. They don't live forever, but they're alive. I'm not handing them a dead thing. However, if someone does give you flowers, it is kind of nice. I think in the early stages of courtship, <laughs> if someone purchased me flowers, I'd be like, oh, that's a nice gesture. Yes. However, I think if we had known each other, whether as friends or romantically, for longer than a month, you probably should guess that I'm anti-flowers. I feel like my whole personality, like nothing about it says flowers whatsoever. You are not flowery. <laughs> I am not. When I was a child, I would not even wear anything with flowers on it. Whoa. Because I thought everything floral was absolutely disgusting. And while I moved past that somewhat, because that's a bit of a ridiculous stance, Yeah. I still hold that flowers are best in the ground where they belong. Keep flowers in the ground. Keep flowers. You should start like a campaign. Yeah, not enough people are talking about it. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. And flowers are pretty if we leave them in the ground. Botanical gardens, one of my favorite places to go. They're always so pretty with all the flowers. <laughs> Do you remember when you made us go to the Harvard Botanical Garden? <laughs> that was during our such a graduation reunion weekend. <laughs> yeah, I. it was our graduation slash reunion weekend. So it was uh, end of May? Yeah, it was the very end of May. So pretty far past flower season, you could say. And I was like, oh, tell my friends, we should go to the Harvard Botanical Gardens, like see all the pretty flowers, because I love flowers in the ground, especially. And yeah, and most of us were leaving Boston forever and never to return. So we had to go to the Botanical Gardens because none of us had gone before. And so we went. A bucket list item. And all we saw was grass and trees. I don't know if we saw a single flower. Wait, the um, bonsai tree garden that was all behind those fences that we weren't allowed to touch where alarms went off if you got near it? The stuff inside those fences was really cool. Yeah, the bonsai trees, that was actually the best part of the whole trip. But I was so sad there was no flowers. So I guess botanical garden season is probably more of a April, early May endeavor, especially up in Massachusetts. Maybe I'll put it on my calendar. It'll be an activity for me to do this year. Yeah, or like even going to the Boston Commons or what's the Boston... It's What's at the Commons? What's the area right before the Commons? The gardens. Gardens, that makes... It's called the Boston Garden. That makes sense. They have really pretty gardens and flowers if you go in like April. They do. It's gorgeous. I think... So, despite the fact that I... We were at MIT for four years, which is basically more or less in Boston. Last year was the first year that I ever went to the Boston Gardens in the springtime. And it was gorgeous. I was taken aback. (laughs) I was like, wow, I didn't know this much beauty existed. I am used to the dreariness of MIT. I am not used to the bright beautifulness of being an adult in Boston in the springtime. Yeah, it's so pretty. Actually, I don't know how often I went either until last year. We were pretty bad at leaving campus. Yeah. To be fair. I tried a few times. <laughs> a few times. 
<laughs> Do you remember when you went to the library and it was closed? Yeah, I was, when we were, like, first or second years, we never really left campus, and one of the upperclassmen was like, you guys need to leave campus. I'm like, I'm gonna leave, spend the day and leave campus, going to Boston, and I went on a Sunday, or it was either Sunday or a Monday holiday, and I'm like, I'm gonna go to the Boston Public Library to do work, because apparently me leaving campus is just me going and doing more work, and I walk all the way to the Boston Public Library, which is probably like a mile or a little bit more, and it's closed because it's either a Sunday or a holiday, and I was devastated, so instead of going to one of the cute boutique cafes on Newberry Street I went to a Starbucks and did work for like two hours and then my laptop died and I didn't have my charger and then I just gave up and walked home and it was such a failure of a day in Boston that is really unfortunate yeah like I feel like whenever I've tried to work in the Boston Public Library it's always closed but I really don't like working in the BPL because it's so quiet but come spring, I want to do more reading outside in cafes. Because this weekend, I had like a few hours to myself and I was not at home. So I went to a Starbucks to drink a coffee and just read my book and chill while I waited these couple hours by myself. And it was the most beautiful time. That sounds fun. I read. I people watched as they walked by the window. And I just, I think I can do more of it in my life. You should. I'm adding it to my... Repertoire. Repertoire. I think that that takes up a lot of people's lives as an adult. Like, going to cafes, reading, sitting there, enjoying the pastry. Like, yes, it's very fun, and it's so simple, yet I think it's something that a lot of adults do to spend their weekends, and I think that's super interesting. I think it's really calming, and there's something nice about getting out of the house, not just to go to work. Yeah, you know, I do like going, like, I really like shopping or just like going to the store, you know, it's like a fun little adventure. Okay, what would be your ideal, I know this is like, date, doesn't have to be Valentine. I'm just like using this whole like love theme of Valentine's Day, what would be your ideal date? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. Well, my ideal date. No, now I'm really trying to think. <laughs> My ideal date, I feel like, could not happen in February because it's cold. Okay. And I prefer the heat. I think my ideal date would be a day where we wake up very languidly. What does that mean? Sloth, like, slowly relaxed. Okay. Languid? That's the word? It's a relaxed morning. Languid. I'll add it to my vocab. Oh, good. And then we take a little stroll to a cafe, get some coffee, some breakfast, hang out. This is very, like, a long-term relationshipy <laughs> date. Like, this is not a first date. Okay, yeah, no, I know, I know <laughs> I'm that. describing right now. But I could revamp if we want to, no, like, No, I don't, first we don't date. need an ideal first date. We're thinking just, like, an ideal date, any situation go and so yeah keep going so we're at this cafe yeah we have breakfast it's beautiful and then we go to the beach oh and we hang out on the beach by the water for like five hours maybe we have a beer or a white claw (laughs) we're just chilling 
It's beautiful. We swim. We lay out. We both have our books. We read them. And then we go home. We order Chinese food. And we watch TV. And then we're asleep by 9.30 p.m. (laughs) Wow, that is a full day. Yeah, that's my ideal day. Which is also a date, I suppose. Well, yeah. If you make it one. Yeah, if you do it with someone or your partner or whatever. Wow. I was not expecting the beach. That one surprised me. You're like, we're going to this I love the beach. And then we go to the beach. For some reason, like, I get that. But I... I don't know, it just surprised me when you're describing this whole scenario. But I think in general, my ideal date is just something where we go do a little activity and then we come home and chill. That makes sense for you. I think for me, I definitely would like to do an activity. Like, I think I would love a, like, paint and sip type situation. I think that would be so fun. Or, like, oh, oh, my God. This is so oddly specific. Ideal date. We go to Kane Arthur's baking class. There is one location in north of Seattle. And we spend, like, three, four hours baking pastries of some sort. So Can we go back to the King Arthur thing? What about King Arthur? King Arthur is a brand. Okay. Okay. We can move on now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll make that. King Arthur is a brand. They make a lot of types of flowers or baked goods, anything baking related. And they have classes that you can take. They're really expensive, but they sound so fun. So I would love to do that and then maybe go to like a cute little dinner. And wa- I love walking. I think that the best way to have some sort of walking in a date, whether that's like post dinner, like in under the lights or like during sunset I love walking because I think it's like an easier avenue to talk than just like sitting and staring at each other because I think that gets like especially if it's like early dating vibes which is literally the only experience I have had there's a lot of like nervous energies and I don't know I just think it's easier when you're walking um and you don't have to deal with like eye contact like what am I looking at do I look at their eyes or something else or like whatever you know so at men of seattle if you're listening right now (laughs) invite kylie to the king arthur baking class and then take her on a nice stroll (laughs) yeah that's not gonna happen but whatever i mean i feel like it will happen like you kind of pull i feel like you go on the dating apps like and find people all the time not all the time but that makes it sound like you're like (laughs) Yeah, you're making it sound like I'm not here finding new men every single day. That is not true, everyone. I just want you to be clear. I have gone on a few dates, though. Um, But I feel like I'm sort of in a lull. I feel like when you are looking for someone, people come, you know? People come. Maybe. I have literally the, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, what would I even talk about on a first date? I'd be the most awkward person ever to date, I think. because I am awkward. For people who don't know, I was friends with my girlfriend before I started dating her. And she was the first person I ever dated. For real. 
And so I never had to do awkward first dates with people that I don't know. And I just know I'd be so bad at it. So I think I'm kind of a pro at not a pro. I've actually not gone on that many first dates in realistic terms. <laughs> yeah, we're really making it sound like you like really get around, which is like <laughs> like so funny. I am so sorry. <laughs> I think I've got I have like oh my god. Um but it's fine. In general though. <laughs> I think first dates are definitely easier. When I first started going on dates, because I've, you know, only dated people that I've met on the internet, which apparently is not super, I don't know, some people I talk to, I'm like, I'm scared to meet people off of like Bumble or Hinge. And I've never really understood that because that's the only way I've met anyone. And it's usually fine. You just got to be smart. Yeah, meet people in public places. Always let a friend know where you're going. Make sure oh, they're I don't real do that. first. Get their Instagram last name. Oh, I, I definitely don't do any of these things. Kylie, okay, these are things you should do. I, like, talk to the person. They seem usually realistic. I definitely only meet in public places the first time. And it usually starts daylight it. You know, like, let's meet at a restaurant yeah. where it's people there and stuff like that. Okay, here's a question. Yeah. How long do you think you have to be dating to do something for Valentine's Day? Do you think Valentine's Day is an appropriate first date? Ooh. Or a second date or third date? Or do you think you have to wait till you're actually date actually in a relationship for Valentine's Day to be a thing? Oh, that's a good question. I think I think Valentine's Day first date is a bad idea personally I don't know I feel like it just like creates a lot of weird pressure and it's just like a random day really so I don't really like it as a first date I think if you've gone on like a couple of dates I like I think it's like oh it's been you know a few like a couple of weeks and you want to I think something small you know like oh maybe we should get dinner actually if it's me I don't want to do anything for Valentine's Day like let's not but I'm just saying for the general public, to people who probably want to do something, I think after a couple, I would say maybe like three or four dates, you could do something on Valentine's Day. Especially because it like falls on a Tuesday this year. So you have to like, it's not like a Saturday where you're like, oh, let's just hang out, date night or whatever. But I definitely think, I would say three dates. I bet if I set my Tinder to girls right now and swipe, there'd be so many people that are like, do something with me on Valentine's Day. Actually, I thought, I was like, you know what would be fun on Valentine's Day? A um, speed dating event. And those do exist. Ooh. I think that would be just kind of like a fun, like, Valentine's Day. Like, let's, I've been, like, thinking about this recently. I'm like, speed dating sounded kind of sounds fun. But they all cost a lot of money, and I just don't want to do that. So <laughs> speed dating sounds like my absolute nightmare. Like, even taking out the, like, dating aspect of it, Speed friendships, just small talk repeatedly, having to have the same small talk with hundreds of people repeatedly. See, you're really good at like coming up with interesting stories, having conversations. This is going back to our conversation about who's the entertainer and who's the facilitator of this pod. <laughs> really coming full circle here, back to an offline conversation. However, for me personally, having small talk combos with strangers is a nightmare. I would never put myself in that situation. Wait, I think it's fun. I know you do because you're the entertainer. I add the facilitator. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult. I'm not the entertainer. We both entertain. 
mean? Let us know who's the entertainer, who's the facilitator. I'm the facilitator. Keep in mind when you answer that I just facilitated that question. <laughs> I <laughs> asked questions. I asked about the date. I asked questions. Yeah, you did. You prepared for this episode more than I did. I will give you that. Well, I prepared by looking at the history of Valentine's Day. And so if you wanted to know some history, I actually think the most romantic thing about learning about the history of Valentine's Day is that it was initially this idea that people like hand wrote all these letters. And we sort of talked about this, like I said at the beginning, until like their loved ones and their families really professing their love and all these things. And I think that's really cute and wholesome. But then it sort of has shifted to this commercialistic like, buy all these cards and I think if you're gonna buy a card from Hallmark and like write a little message like yes you if you're writing a little message or thought into that I don't know for some reason it just feels less meaningful than if you just even if it's just like a plain piece of paper and just wrote out thoughts I for some reason think that's cuter than a like you're all mine heart like I don't know to me I feel like that's yeah I don't really love the commercialization of holidays. It, well, that's, I, yeah, I agree with that. For the, I think for some reason there's something about Christmas that makes the commercialization magical. Yeah. Almost. Like they've perfected that commercialization. I don't know. That's a topic for another time. But the hallmarkization of Valentine's Day, I don't really love. But I, my love language is words of affirmation. And so getting, like, receiving cards and, like, hearing love from people, even if they tell me that every day, but hearing those, like, words of affirmation from people is, like, really powerful for me. And I really enjoy giving those words of affirmation to the people that I love and that I care about. And so having a day where it's normal for me to be, like, I'm, like, really fucking grateful you're in my life. Yeah. I feel like I really enjoy that's fair. I need to figure out what my love language is. I need to fill out that quiz again. I haven't decided. But I definitely do not give enough words of affirmation, and I probably should. So, yeah. Yeah. Kylie, actually, you guys, if Kylie ever tells you that she loves you, <laughs> that's just the most powerful thing that you could ever hear in your whole life. Because I've been friends with Kylie for about six years now and I don't know if she's ever told me that she loves me I don't think I have so just keep that in mind <laughs> it's hard to come by I out don't here. throw the term love around lightly I feel like I no me neither but I love you so I would tell you that I love you I just feel like I have a hard time expressing these words of emotion um I don't know even when I like talk to my family like, I don't say I love you to them very often. Not even, like, getting off the phone. Like, my mom would be like, love you, and I'd just be like, bye. Or sometimes I'd be like, love you, and, like, hang up. <laughs> Not really. Kylie, I always say it every time I get off the phone. Uh, I, it's something I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to, like, be more expressive. Because it's not that I don't love them. Um, but it just feels weird. <laughs> And that's why you hate Valentine's Day. This is why I hate Valentine's Day. And this is probably why I will forever remain single, too. And maybe that's that's confounding. (laughs) (laughs) I just need someone who doesn't need to hear words of affirmation. They just can't have words of affirmation as their love language because that's going to be really hard, especially right now. 
Well, that's like the whole point of love languages is that normally the way you like to receive love and the way that you share love are the same. And so knowing someone's love language can be really powerful because, for example, if you are dating someone who does not have words of affirmation, but their like love language is acts of service, and you know that about them, then you realize that like when they buy you a coffee in the morning, that is... Or, like, when they, like, make your coffee in the morning, they wake up early and make it, that is them trying to say those words to you, but they just don't express it in that way. Oh. But in the same vein, if they know that, like, my love language is words of affirmation, then maybe that makes them get out of their comfort zone and say that to me more because they are trying to express love the way I want to see it in addition to just the way they want to see it. So knowing your partner's love language can be a really good way of making sure that you are understanding when they're showing love to you and that you are showing them love in a way that they are receiving it. Yeah. Wow. Jocelyn just giving out relationship advice. (laughs) (laughs) Deep thoughts. Also, apparently (laughs) the person who created like the love languages thing is deeply problematic in some way. Oh, really? Which I don't remember. I would need to do research again. But like love languages in general like the way the book is written and everything whatever you can ignore that but just keep in mind the way your partner shows love and the way they want to receive it yeah i definitely did not do that enough before so we're learning you learn in life you live and you learn you live and you learn uh Right, favorite type of chocolate. Do you like chocolate truffle? You know, like the bonbons or whatever when they have like chocolate in thing or like things in chocolate, like the little heart packages that you buy that are filled with all the different things. Yeah. So, what are our thoughts? Do we like them? Do we not like them? Do we yes. have a favorite flavor? Obsessed. I love all of Obsessed. them. You love all of them. I mm. love chocolate. I love chocolate so much. The only thing I don't like is I don't like Kit Kat Whopper type of chocolate where it's a wafer on the inside i'm not a big wafer person however anything (laughs) else i love i love chocolate so much if you give me a giant box of hundreds of chocolates i will bite every single one in half and eat half the whole box (laughs) oh my god i need to buy chocolate i love chocolate um remember when you bought that like half was it half pound chocolate bar from trader joe's I, was <laughs> I think it was a pound. It was the one pound chocolate. Was it a full pound? Yeah, it was huge. And it just like carried around with you like in your backpack and like <laughs> chomping on it throughout the week. Like it didn't, you went through that relatively fast, I would say. <laughs> and then I was like, why does my back hurt? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying this huge chocolate bar. Yeah, well, my issue is that I can't buy chocolate or any junk food anymore. Because I've learned that I have absolutely no self-control whatsoever. If something is in my house, I will eat it. Mm. Because it tastes so yummy. God. <laughs> and I'm... I won't touch it if it's closed. Like, if I... Like I will have an unopened chocolate bar. Like, I have unopened Reese's from, like, Christmas in my pantry. But I haven't touched it. As soon as it's open, like, gone. Done. I can't... Like, I won't think... Until I, like, have it. If it's, like, half full, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to finish this Reese's bar or this chocolate bar. Like, anything. I have a lot of self-control when it's not open. But once it's open, it is hard. 
That's fair. I think that's good, though, because then you can, when you go to the grocery store, you can buy things. Yeah. I have to only buy food for one day when I go to the grocery store, which is tough. Not ideal. <laughs> so, because normally I'll go to the grocery store, buy all this yummy stuff, but then I don't want to open it, so then I'm like, hmm, now what do I eat? <laughs> and then... <laughs> okay, more chocolate questions. Dark milk or white? Dark. What percentage? I actually really enjoy buying high percentages of chocolate because it hits my chocolate craving, but I am not as inspired to eat it all. But the best type of chocolate is like 60%, the one that tastes the best. 60 slaps. I give you that. It's like enough dark that you like get sort of the bitterness and the true chocolate flavor. But like sometimes a mil- too milky of a chocolate doesn't feel... It feels kind of fake to me. I need more authenticity. I do love white chocolate, though. I like all chocolate. Chocolate is just so delicious. (laughs) I don't discriminate any chocolate. (laughs) At chocolate, the conglomerate, sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) Any chocolate company, sponsor us, please. I had a question. Oh, I got this chocolate bar the other day because I was really craving chocolate. And it was dark milk chocolate. Which was confusing, which is why I bought it. And it was actually so good. I'm still confused. Like, I guess dark milk chocolate kind of makes sense with I'm thinking about how to, how to describe it. Did you read the ingredients? No. I did not. Like, it's chocolate. It must just actually be just a really low percentage. It just must be milk chocolate that they're trying to pass off as, like, slightly stronger than normal milk chocolate, maybe? I don't know. I'll have to... Maybe it's like 55. I don't know what the cutoff between milk and dark really is, but I think it's right along the lines. And it was just very... It was lint. So good. Highly recommend. So if you're trying to find someone a chocolate bar, maybe try the dark milk chocolate lint chocolate bar. That does sound delicious. I mean, I would definitely eat it. I'm slightly confused by the branding, but I would I would buy it. Yeah. It was good. Highly recommend Anything else? Anything else, Valentine's? Okay, yes. Final Valentine's question. Your significant other buys you a present. Oh. Would you be most happy if it was one of those little stuffed animal bears that they get for Valentine's Day, you know, when they're holding the heart? Yeah. A giant inflatable helium balloon with that's a heart and says, Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Or a bracelet. Bracelet. Like one of those like Alex and Ani style super cheesy heart bracelets. <laughs> Oof. That is tough. Honestly, none of the above. But if I... <laughs> God. My issue is the bear. The bear is cute it's, like, sort of this thoughtful thing, but this whole heart thing feels, like, corny, and, like, I don't want to have to put that on display or keep that, like, weird. And then the inflatable guy seems large, hard to store, and, like, only applicable Valentine's Day, because it's Happy Valentine's Day. And the bracelet, I would never wear. Um, so, mm, I think I'm gonna go teddy bear. <laughs> Fair. That's definitely what I would go with too, because I 
love stuffed animals. I'm a sucker for them. I don't like stuffed animals. Alright. Okay. Is that the episode? I think so. I don't know. It is. What else is there to talk about? We talked about chocolate, gifts, love languages, dates. Yeah, that's Valentine's Day in a nutshell, y'all. So if you have anything you want to tell us, leave a review with a comment telling us about all of your Valentine's Day thoughts. Otherwise, make sure to follow Kylie at Gallagher underscore Kylie on Instagram or at Gallagher K17 on Twitter. You can follow me at Life with Joss on Twitter or on Instagram at Jocelyn underscore Lutzy. You can also find me on my website, rightthroughthenight.com. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Next Wednesday. Let's go. Hopefully you had a good Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. That was Let's FaceTime. Bye. Bye.